It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Eye on Foxborough podcast. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels at Hard Rock Stadium in South Florida, where we just saw the Patriots fall to two and six. Mark, what do you make of that one? Patriots stink, Chris. They're they bad. Do. They're bad. Offense, defense, special teams is fine. But I don't. I don't think the defense is very good. I, I thought the offense was really back to what we thought they were. I, I was really hoping after the Patriots upset the Buffalo Bills, they would carry some positive momentum into Miami. Now this is a place where historically they lose, but it's also a team that the Patriots typically you know are close with. Like they were within a score. In week two in their loss, like Mac Jones almost had like a fourth quarter comeback in 2021. Like these games, these division games are historically close, at least between like the Patriots, Jets and Dolphins. That wasn't the case. Yeah, this this one never really fell close after that interception that Mac threw late in the second quarter where Miami went down, went up two scores. And I know that like the Patriots got it back to one score at certain points, but it never really felt close after that. We've dunked on the offense a lot here. I, I would like to talk about the defense a little bit, just given like statistically they've looked good and all this stuff, but like this game is the perfect example of, you know, in the fourth quarter need a stop, like need a stop. And they let Miami march down the field and score a touchdown. It's just the, the defense wasn't good enough, but this was the first game I saw where I, I really said, wow, the Patriots need Christian Gonzalez. They need Matthew Judon. I, I thought some of those injuries really came to sort of bite him in the butt. Like JC Jackson today, folks was, horrible um he had a really bad game he allowed at least two touchdowns got a defensive pass interference call that you could say was soft in the end zone he, he gave up some big completions he he was not good jonathan jones is probably still injured and limited which is why he That's, wasn't shadowing tyra kill the entire time but, i was gonna ask is that what you make of that is that jones just isn't 100 healthy because he's been on tyreek forever and he wasn't much then i mean you saw what happened when jc was in coverage there yeah J- jc this is the second time he's seen the dolphins this season between the chargers and the patriots and he's probably really happy as the last um he, he didn't look very competitive against tyreek hill 
I just it wasn't good. The Patriots secondary was was really bad. Um, and I'll put it into perspective. Terry Kill, Terry Kill, I'm sorry, Tua Tagovailoa has never thrown for more than one touchdown against the Patriots. He's never thrown for over. He's never hit the 300 yard mark until today. He finished with 324 yards and three touchdowns. So I mean, Tua just he ate the Patriots secondary up. I was really disappointed, really, with um their their efforts. There was one drive, Chris, where. The Dolphins had third and 12 twice, and they gained so many yards. They went for it in fourth down, and then they converted twice in fourth down. And, and right there, I was like, oh, man, this Patriots Stevens just doesn't have it. Like, they had opportunities throughout this game, and maybe the biggest was at the end. Uh, Mac Jones hits Juju Smith-Schuster for a touchdown. The Patriots are seven points behind. All you have to do is, you know, get a turnover on downs, force a punt get the ball back to your offense to see if they can you know lightning can strike in the bottle and instead um for some reason they didn't cover Jalen Waddle and Tua hits him for a 31 yard touchdown and all of a sudden that 24-17 hey it looks like the Patriots are close turns into 31-17 oh wait the Patriots are again sort of getting blown out yeah that busted coverage is pretty brutal especially when this is supposed to be a well-coached team right and then you have nobody within 15 yards of Jalen Waddle you know sound like they lost track of a, a Pharaoh Brown type, like a blocking tight end. It's like, nope, that's one of those guys that you really need to key on. And you just decided not to cover him on the biggest play of the game. Yeah. The Patriots just, they didn't, they didn't look up to task on, on either side of the ball. Um, disappointing overall effort, I would say. And, you know, I think, I guess you know, at this point with the trade deadline coming on Tuesday, Chris, I, I think we sort of know, I think we both agree. I'm going to guess here. Patriots should sell everyone. They should sell, ring the bell, open for business, put that sign up on the window. We are open. Sell off Josh Uche. Honestly, Kyle Duggar, I, I would sell off any free agents. I, I wouldn't, there is, there is no player on the Patriots roster outside of Christian Gonzalez that I wouldn't trade. I have to be honest. Duggar boosting that trade value today with the pick in the sack. He was great. Kyle Duggar um, was great. Go, go get a second round pick for him. But it's yeah, not no, happening. yeah, I, I do think they should sell, but I don't, think there's going to be a ton of pieces that get moved. That's kind of the nature of the NFL trade deadline is it's, it's not like major league baseballs. Right. Um, but I, I do think Uche we've talked about it, but it's just the most likely to like have value and be moved, especially because we both think he's going to get paid this off season. And historically bill never really pays that type of like 30% of the snap edge rusher. That's really just like a pass rush specialist. So I think someone's going to overpay for him and it makes sense to move him now and get something for him. Yeah. I mean, listen, Patriots probably love to get an extra third round pick, but even if it's a fourth, get it. I, I've repeated this a ton of times on the podcast. The Patriots don't have an extra pick in the first five, five rounds. So if you get an extra fourth for Josh Uche, you might as well, because what they need is blue chip prospects. And how you get blue chip prospects is by drafting them. I mean, look at Demario Pop Douglas. He's one of the most exciting players in this Patriots roster, and he was a six round pick. You just need more. You need, you need more. You need more chances, more shots, more throw. You know, whatever analogy and metaphor I'm trying to get at, you need more of them. That means getting more draft picks. How do you get more draft picks? You trade for them. Yep. And so with Pop, let's get into the uh, wide receivers a little bit today, because their usage was fascinating where you have Taekwon's a healthy scratch. Kayshawn stays a healthy scratch, but then Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't get on the field until there are 13 minutes left. And Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne have both left with injuries. What do you make of his usage today? Ooh, it's not good. Overall, it's it's not good. I mean, the Patriots gave Juju Smith-Schuster a three-year, $30 million contract this offseason. And it looks like he's been demoted down the depth chart pretty pretty far. I mean, it's bad when you're, you know, playing behind Jalen Rhaegar, who was cut by the Vikings and signed to your practice squad. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster isn't better than Pop Douglas right now. Certainly not better than Kendrick Bourne, who unfortunately went out with a knee injury. 
You know, he's, he hasn't been better than Devontae Parker. And Patriots clearly don't think Juju is better than Jalen Rhaegar. So so my, my whole point right now is um, you're not getting what you paid for. You're not getting yeah. your money's worth. Um, I think you might be stuck with this contract. I am sure, and this isn't sourcing, I am sure the Patriots would love to trade Juju, get anything for him, seventh-round yeah. pick, nothing. Like, I'm sure if, they, if someone was willing to take on that contract, they would trade him because it's not worth the money. Which they should do the same thing with Devontae Parker, but I don't know that – anyone would take him and they seem to really like him still where he's still playing a ton. I mean, I will give them credit though, for, you know, playing Rhaegar and pop over their bigger money guys for a spell today where it's like, yeah, you know, you kind of acknowledge that no matter the contract, these are the guys that are playing the best. I like the way they tried to get pop really involved early. You know, I think they need to do more of that. A hundred percent do. Um, I, I talked with pop after the game and he told me this was the first time in the NFL that another team doubled them. Said it happened actually in, in the end zone that uh, he he saw the Dolphins were really keying in on him. Pop was in a ton of pre-snap motion today, and the Dolphins were screaming at each other wherever he went. Yeah. It was fascinating to me. We're here in Week Eight, and like Miami said, "Wow, this is a guy we have to stop." It's Demario Pop Douglas, and that tells you a lot about his skill set, but also where the other receivers are in the depth chart. I have a sort of a, a wild thing. I think the Patriots should actually do curse with their receiver room. What do you got? Well, with Parker injured with concussion, with Bourne probably out maybe for the season with a knee injury, the Patriots should play Tyquan Thornton, but they should also play Kayshawn Booty. I think what the team should do right now is lean on to their younger players. That means receivers all throughout the roster. I, I think the time is now to see what you have in all these guys. Tyquan's a second-round pick. It, he hasn't shown much, guys. But you know what? Get him out there especially with Kendrick Bourne probably not going to be able to play. I think you should play Tyquan more. And also, yep. I, I think you should play Keishon Booty over Devontae Parker. I think you're at a situation in the season where, hey, you know what? I want to see what they have in players like this. And I even on defense, Marte Mapu, Keon White, play them all. Hell, Sam Roberts on the defensive end. I think the Patriots need to see what they have in terms of prospects and who may be a building block going forward. The best way to do that, playing time guys playing time right basically just hold open tryouts in the second half of the season because yes. it, with six losses before halloween playoffs are just a total pipe dream so hold the tryouts and see but i think ultimately they're probably going to be like a seven and ten team right the schedule gets soft and so there's no like all-out tank mode there's no like I, I think yeah just hold these tryouts play these guys see who can step up who is a part of the long-term solution but like you said earlier Christian Gonzalez is really the only untouchable piece on this roster right now. He's the only like, yeah, that guy's definitely a building block. And I mean, that's an indictment on the drafting. It's an indictment on drafting and it's an indictment on where the Patriots are right now and how difficult of a job this is going to be to turn around this franchise. The Patriots are in sort of NFL purgatory where you don't have a team, as you just said, Chris, that's bad enough. That'll get you in the top three picks. You don't have a team that's good enough that's going to win a championship. So you're sort of stuck where, like, maybe you get, like, a borderline top 10 pick, but you're probably in, like, the low teens. And it's just – it's hard to live there. What has to happen, honestly, is you have to get lucky. Like, the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes for what pick? Were they, like, 10 or 12 or something? Like, what Patrick Mahomes wasn't a top five pick is what mm -hmm. I'm saying, but they got a franchise quarterback. The Patriots essentially have to get lucky. They kind of got lucky this past year with Christian Gonzalez when they traded down to 18 to draft him. That's awesome. But you know what? It has to happen again. And again, and again, you think back to some of the best Patriot draft classes they've had. I mean, back in 2010, it was Devin McCourty and Rob Gronkowski. Back in 2000, I want to say 12, it was Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower, and then you follow that up with Jamie Collins. But those players 
were sort of some of your building blocks for the second half of your dynasty. But there, guys, you had Tom Brady. So, like, really, when you hit on Gronk, you know, Edelman or McCordy and Chandler Jones, those are guys that could help you, but you already had the franchise guy. The Patriots are in such a difficult spot. So even when they hit, like, a number one type cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, it's still that much harder to get out of the hole because they need the quarterback. And, you know, until that happens, I don't really see an out here. Yeah, and I mean, the second quarter pick that Mac threw today was brutal again, and it really just totally changed the tenor of the game where they go down two scores, and it's it's just, you're seeing it happen in real time, and it's like, he's throwing off of his back foot from a far hash to, like, the sideline where he doesn't have, if he drives that throwing straps into it, I still don't know that he makes it, but the way he, like, threw that mechanically, it was like, oh, man, like, there's no shot where Ramsey peeled off Devontae Parker and still had time to step in front of Kendrick Bourne. I, it, it just keeps happening. And we're at the point now where, you know, the mistake-free football against Buffalo, that was the exception, not the rule. You're unfortunately right. And I say unfortunately because, honestly, I think Mac Jones is a is a good guy. and he, he works really hard. Like, honestly, if Mac Jones doesn't end up making or having a long NFL career, it's, it's not because of his work. I think he really cares about it. So, like, for me, those people are really easy to root for. But it is hard to watch when your offense goes one and nine on third down. That is 11.1% conversion rate. It's hard to watch when your offense totals 218 yards. It's just, it's really, really hard to watch. And you're right, Mac Jones is a massive issue. And, and part of the issue with Mac is that when he gets, when the pass protection fails, Mac Jones gets a, a bit, I want to say, trigger happy or he just he sort of loses his mind i don't know a great word to say for that it's just like he kind of loses it and like max game is being accurate and being smart and that all sort of goes out the window when he senses too much pressure and, and that's the thing about today the patriots had michael wenu starting at right tackle and the offensive line still wasn't very good and when the offensive line isn't very good it always leads to mac jones failing so Unfortunately for the Patriots, you're in a situation where your quarterback's a little skittish, your offensive line isn't great, and you're sort of back to where we were a couple weeks ago. I didn't think the offensive line was that bad today. I thought they were fine. I mean, I think they played better than they had early in the year. Three three sacks, though. One of those sacks, though, he held the ball for – it was legitimately like four seconds where it's like, dude, yeah. this is the NFL. Yeah, you got to get was, rid of that. There was a play in the first drive where Mac probably could have been sacked, and he – like. Colstrand just forgot to block whatever linebacker or defensive tackle was. I think the Patriots in the middle with their guards today were having some issues. We saw them rotating in and out. So City So and Antonio Mafi. I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't think they're getting great play up front. And that's led to some of Mac's poor decision making, which it's an excuse, but it's also not an excuse because Mac can't make those throws. I mean, they did run for 4.1 yards of carry too, and that's with Jones kneeling down, like factored in. I, I just don't think they were the issue today. I don't think they were that bad. Disagree, guys. I disagree. I'm gonna go back and watch the film tomorrow, and I'll I'll point out what Chris is wrong in the next um, podcast. All right, but, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna blame <laughs> it on some janky like airplane Wi-Fi that you're gonna be using. Like, oh yeah, no, you definitely didn't see that one, right? So, Chris, where 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 do they go from here? We we get through the trade deadline, and the Patriots have the Commanders coming up, and then they have this Germany game against Indy. The Patriots are just in this weird situation where I feel like fans want them to tank. But the honest truth is we know Bill Belichick's not going to do that, right? Bill Belichick won. He is, I want to say, fighting for his job because he kind of is. He he can't only win two games and keep his job. That's not going right. to happen. I just, you know, where what what's going to happen the rest of the way here? You know, like what what are we what are we about to witness? I do think there's going to be a stretch of just competitive games coming up where there's like a whole bunch of teams that are pretty black on the schedule. And this yeah. team is also pretty black. 
So you might see some black games, but at least they'll be competitive black games, which I think that's all that you really want at a certain point is like, all right, make it entertaining, make it entertaining. That's, that's all you want. I am curious to see though, how the locker room responds to this where like, you know, they're two and six. Matthew Slater called it uncharted territory after the game. And it really is for this team where, I mean, to be out of it by Halloween, New England Patriots is nuts. So I'm curious to see if they keep the same buy-in, if, you know, that changes. I think with the veteran leaders that they have on this team, it, it's going to be hard for people to check out, but I don't know. It's uncharted. Yeah, I could see the Patriots, you know, beating the Commanders and beating the Colts, but, you know, ultimately, again, losing to teams like the Chiefs and, and the Bills, and they'll probably drop, you know, something in it could be Denver or Pittsburgh. The crazy thing about this team, Chris, is that, like, there are a lot of games on the schedule. I could see them winning, but I could also see them losing. So for, you know, all the people I talk to, like friends and family, when they ask me like what I think on the Patriots, honestly, my answer this year has been like, I don't know. Like when I think the Patriots are going to be competitive, like against the Saints, they're not, and they get blown out. And when I think they're going to rebound after a big win against the Bills, they don't. And when I think they're going to get blown out, like against a team like Buffalo, they don't. I mean, this year as a Patriot expert, my only job in the world, guys, is to write about the Patriots. I like, I have no idea what's about to happen. And it's it's fascinating, but I don't know if it's a great place to live. Hey, we did both pick the Dolphins in this game. So, pat on the back. There we go. Yep. I think I had 31-24. So, the Patriots had added a garbage time touchdown. That would have been right. But, alas, 31-17. I was, I was 24-20, and at one point, they were 24-17. So, I was close. Give myself that. So, Chris, can we can we even give gold stars like gold trophies on games like this? I don't know. I I, have, I, mean, I have a hard time. I have a hard time trying to hand out a gold one, star for my game. Right. One player who jumped out to me in the moment was Ramondre Stevenson, where I thought he was running really well today, and he kind of looked like himself again. Where, but then you look at the stat sheet right here, and he finished with thirty nine rushing yards. That's so it's like, deal. I don't know. They only gave him ten carries, but I I thought he was running well. I mean, gold ish star. Mm. Is there anyone that popped to you at all? Honestly, on defense, there was one, and it was Kyle Duggar, right? A yeah. sack and an interception. Um, a tackle for a loss as well. Kyle Duggar had probably the best game of his career. I could see the Patriots wanting to keep Kyle Duggar because he's a talented safety. Um, I also do wonder if they value him enough to pay him. And that's crazy because the Patriots need talent. So my argument is you should pay the talented young players. But you know what? Gold star for Kyle Duggar for me. That's That's really all I have. Uh, Farrell Brown, maybe a little Farrell Brown action. Farrell Brown is one yard away from his career high in receiving. Who would have thought it? (laughs) Farrell Brown, out of all the tight ends they have on the roster, is really outpacing Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki all of a sudden. Yeah, Ramondre was your leading rusher with 39 yards. Kendrick Bourne was your leading receiver with 36 yards. So there's really, really not a whole lot here. And then the defense was pretty bleh outside of Duggar. But then I think Chris just summed up the Patriots 2023 season. Really not a whole lot here. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Anyways, (laughs) I hope you keep tuning in because we'll keep cheering these out for you guys. But uh, that's all for now. We'll catch you on uh, further down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.